0: mindfulness mode
1: when it comes to productivity productivity is personal
0: hey mindful tribe welcome to the show today we're going to be talking about a topic that applies to all of us because it's productivity and don't we all need to improve our productivity we all want to accomplish things we all want to take action we all want to hit our goals well, it's not always that easy. And sometimes we we try to dig into the productivity and it just doesn't seem to work for us. Have you ever felt like that? Like, hey, this must work for other people, but it just doesn't seem to work for me. <laughs> I've got the perfect person on the show today because she's all about productivity and figuring out how does it work for you. I've got my guest with me today. It's Chelsea Newmeyer. Chelsea, are you in mindfulness mode today?
1: i am thank you so much for having me i'm so happy to be here
0: yeah it's my honor i'm really excited to talk about this topic and if i could i'll just share a little bit more about you cheryl is a nerd it says for all things time management and productivity it says she had years and years of reading frustrating productivity advice that just did not match her life. And then she started uh, coaching business and she was helping solopreneurs and nonprofit leaders maximize their time by getting the personalized productivity they need to reach their goals. And then so she was able to figure out how to help so many people with so many challenges. Chelsea is also a Navy spouse and she currently lives in Cuba with her husband and their dog Leia. So it is so awesome to have you with us, Chelsea. What does mindfulness mean to you?
1: So for me, mindfulness is something that I've honestly struggled with for a really long time. So as I'm learning more about it, as I'm educating myself in the area, for me, it's really about being intentional. It's really about slowing down and taking those moments to pause and making the decisions about how am I spending my time, how am I how am I using my thoughts? Are they serving me in the best way possible? So, really, for me, it's about slowing down and being really intentional.
0: Right. So, you probably deal with people a lot who feel overwhelmed. Is that right? And what yeah, do you absolutely. do when you feel overwhelmed? What's the first thing you turn to?
1: Yeah. So, I actually just funny enough, I was having this has been my whole week. So, I've yeah. been talking about this quite a bit um, because. It's something we all get to that point where we just feel like we have so many things to do. We don't even know where to start. Your to-do list is a mile long, and then things just kind of keep coming at you. So, from a really practical standpoint, I like to just make sure I have all of the information all in one spot. And I'll just disconnect, close down your email, you know, put your phone away. Whatever you need to do, just take a moment to journal, I call it brain dumping, whatever you need to just make sure that you're getting all of that information out of your brain onto a piece of paper or into a Google doc so that you can take a minute to just reset, prioritize what really is the most important, what actually really does have to get done. And those things will naturally rise to the surface once you start getting it all out. But before I even do that, honestly, sometimes I'll just take a deep breath, close my eyes, take it, you know, again, close out those things that are kind of popping at you, have a little dance party. the best thing I can often do is just walk away from my computer for a minute, yeah. which feels so counterintuitive when you feel like you have too much to do. but your your brain is gonna loop it and you're you're gonna be able to get right back to work much more refreshed if you can just walk away.
0: <laughs> That's some great advice. So you've got a podcast and I'm I'm fascinated with this. the podcast is called from Overwhelmed to under control and what a beautiful picture that is to just move from that place where you're just struggling to another place where things are under control. So tell us about the podcast. How long have you been doing it and what does it mean to you?
1: Yeah. So I started in June of 2021 and or yeah 2021. And it's been really, really fun. I've met so many amazing people. So from selfishly it's just a lot of fun to meet amazing entrepreneurs. But my goal is to highlight how everybody does productivity differently. So I'm interviewing people about their work and their job and their, their specialties. But then I turn the questions to what does a normal day in your life look like? What is, how do you like to organize your tasks? Productivity is so personal and we can't just expect it to be something that we can copy paste from the rich and famous. And all of those people that I've interviewed have totally different ways of setting up their schedule, setting up their life, setting up their business. They have different responsibilities and they're all doing it and Mm -hmm. they're all having finding success and doing things that make them happy. And so it's really, really fun for me to see how everybody does it a little bit differently. And then I can use that in how I coach as well.
0: Right. So tell us about some of the transitions. Can you tell us a story about someone you have coached and you've taken them from a dark place to a A beautiful place of sunshine and success.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So one of my, I don't know, I don't think I'm supposed to have favorite clients, but one of my favorite clients um, is another military spouse. And she had quite a few different like business um, things that she was juggling. And so she was just working all the time. And one of the things that we talked through was that she loved paper pen, she was taking notes, paper pen, that's how she when she was coaching, that's how she captured notes for her clients, and then she was typing them all into Google Docs. So she was spending a lot of time transferring all of this information from paper pen into a digital um, option. And I just asked the question, "Why? Why are you spending so much time doing that?" She's like, "Oh, because I thought everything had to be digital. I thought I had to have this all captured digitally." And once we talked through like how she was actually using those notes, what they were. How she was following up with her clients, like w- what she was capturing, I realized like she just needed a folder to right. keep all the client stuff information. Yeah, organized. To keep them
0: organized, right?
1: And she, we had a binder system, and it saved her hours a week of her having to retype notes because she wasn't comfortable. She wasn't comfortable just typing them in, mm-hmm. and and it's just one of those things where I love asking those questions of kind of challenging why someone does something that the way they've been doing it. Because often it's because they're not leaning into what they're just naturally really good at already, what their strengths are, what their preferences already are.
0: So if I were a business person, which I am, and I I came to you and I said, "Can you just tell me, Chelsea, how should I prioritize my time?" What would you say?
1: Oh, it's a it's a big question. Um, sure. But I think prioritizing is one of the things that people. Um, struggle with most entrepreneurs the most, again, we're doing a lot of stuff, right? Especially for solopreneurs or newer in business, we are marketing, we are lead gen, we are all of the things. And so what? how I define productivity is working on the right thing at the right time to help you reach your goal. So the priorities would then be the tasks that help you reach your goal. If you are trying to this month, make a 10K month, let's just say, for example, then redoing all the colors on your website probably not going to help you make 10k this month right but sending some good networking emails following up with past clients uh, you know those kinds of activities will help bring in more revenue so i think it's really just a matter of understanding what really are your goals short term and long term and does that task help you move forward towards that goal that's kind of the it's The simplest way I can give someone some structure around the priorities, because otherwise, you tend to pick the stuff that you really like to do, which isn't bad.
0: Well, sometimes it is bad. (laughs) Believe me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Our default tends to be the things that we have a lot of fun with, even if it's not necessarily the hard work we have
0: to do. Yeah. Well, I've worked in bullying prevention for a long time. And I, I used to be in my office and I just started to have this thing that I would say to myself or my assistant is what you're doing right now. Is that something that has the potential for earning money? You know, because that's what you have to do in business, you yeah. know, if you don't earn money in your business, it's not a business. Right. right. And so, right. like, I would love to tidy my desk and do all kinds of things and, you know, color code things and do all this kind of stuff. And, but a lot of the time that wasn't something that was actually going to earn income for my business. So I would think, no, I need to jump on the phone and call people and say, hey, this is what I can do for you. How about that? Would you like to have mm-hmm. me come to your wherever? and do my thing, you know?
1: (laughs) Exactly, yep.
0: That might generate some income. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, this is really interesting. So let's talk about to-do lists. You know, some people Mm -hmm. say, you know, this works for me. Some people say, I I don't even use to-do lists. What's the best way to handle that?
1: So again, productivity is personal, right? So I'm not going to force anyone to do something that does not feel good for them. Mm -hmm. I personally really like to-do lists because it just, again, it helps me remember what those priorities are. Mm-hmm. If you're not gonna have a to-do list, then you need you at least need a plan, right? You yeah. need some kind of general structure about how you're going to execute your day so that when you walk in and sit down, you're using that time most efficiently and most effectively. If you're choosing to make a to-do list, the number one mistake I see people making is adding way too many things mm-hmm. to their to-do list on the start of every day. I recommend people start with three to five. You are going to get more than three to five things done, right? Especially as business owners, we guys stuff coming at us all day. So if yeah. we start with three to five and you add another three to five, that's much more manageable than starting with 10 and then adding another three to five, right? Because then we're just setting ourselves up for that. Again, that feeling of overwhelm, that feeling of I'm never getting anything done. I'm always busy, but what am I accomplishing? So being really thoughtful and strategic about what, you're starting your day with on those three to five things. And they should also be really actionable steps. So the task is not redesign your website. The task is start my homepage for your website, right? It's really actionable, really bite-sized things Mm -hmm. that again, move us towards a very specific goal.
0: One of the things that I don't think we do enough of, some of us, is add fun. To our schedule and and rest and and that kind of thing, because, you know, I I talked to one person the other day and she said, you know, my mom always told me you have to be productive. You have to be busy all the time. And if I was resting or relaxing, I felt like I was a failure. So Mm -hmm. how do we do that? Add rest and fun into our schedule without feeling guilty about it?
1: Yeah, this is, is so important. And this is part of that productivity mindset that I work on too, because we have often seen productivity modeled for us in different ways. I'm the same. way. my parents never took a break, but actually my parents are coming to visit me on Guantanamo Bay next weekend. And there's nothing to do here. It's a beach like that. We're just going to relax. And I know that they're already stressed out because they're going to be bored. They're going to want an itinerary. They're going to want a plan. We got to be busy. So I completely can appreciate where that is coming from. And so it's really just recognizing that, especially as business owners, we're the most important asset of our business. So we have to take care of it. If you owned a construction company and your asset was the material, the machines that you used, you would take care of those machines. You would clean them. You would get them maintenance regularly. You would do all of those things. So we have to have the same line of thought with how we treat ourselves and our physical and mental health. So making sure that when we're creating the schedules and kind of our ideal days, that that self-care is a non-negotiable. It is put on first and it does not get booted or scooted or moved for anybody else's priorities, Yeah, which I know is much easier said than done, but it takes a lot of practice.
0: Yeah, I want to uh, tell Mindful Tribe, I want to tell you her website. Chelsea's website is something that you really need to make a note of and visit this website and, of course, check out her podcast. Her website is Chelsea Newmeyer Productivity. And Chelsea is C-H-E-L-S-E-Y. Mm-hmm. Newmeyer is N-E-W-M-M. Let me try this again. Newmeyer is N E W. M Y E R Productivity, Chelsea Newmeyer Productivity.com. So check that out. And uh, you know, and like I said, the podcast, because we can learn so much by just tuning into other people and realizing that hey, other people have the same challenges we do. And You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And I I know that's one of my things is that I sometimes think, oh, my gosh, I did this thing wrong or I didn't do this thing I should have done. And and I have to use mindfulness to not feel guilty about that. How do you do that? How do you do that, Chelsea? Yeah, I think this
1: is this is one of the. more fun parts I have when I'm talking with someone is because it's all so relatable, but we're also embarrassed to admit that that's exactly what we're all doing. Yeah, yeah. So it's again, it's coming back to that recognizing the importance of self-care. It's giving yourself grace for when things come up and learning the skills behind why we structure our days the way we do it. Right. So it's really about being intentional. And again, going back to that grace piece, right. You, don't set yourself up to fail by putting more on your plate than you can handle Mm -hmm. trust yourself that you're going to get it done it will be done in the way that it's meant to be and and then when the time is right for it to be done so one of the best examples i can give of this is i do a weekly brain dump so this is that weekly kind of when i'm feeling overwhelmed i get everything on on a piece of paper i organize it and it just makes me feel more confident that nothing's going to slip through the cracks. If I have brought the same task over for like four weeks, instead of feeling guilty, I just say, okay, now's not the right time for that task. And I don't rewrite it again. And I'll trust that when the time is right, I'll come back to it. And it'll, I'll, rem- I'll be reminded of it in some way. And I can release some of that expectation that we put on ourselves.
0: Chelsea, do you find that people often ask you for some productivity hacks because that's the big catch word, isn't it? That's the catchphrase. What are some productivity hacks? Something I can just do quickly and easily, and it'll just change everything. Any I thoughts? already wants
1: a magic bullet. Yeah, we all do. Oh, don't we? And I have a ton of them in my back pocket. I mean, I'm happy to share. Sure. But it is, oh, yeah, happy to. But I think I also know that it's like harder work than that right like yeah so it does take a lot more than a bunch of hacks it's not like, really
0: reality is it
1: <laughs> not really reality there's no magic bullet unfortunately or i'd be out of a job so one of my favorite tricks though is for inbox management we, we spend so much time in our email and it's like this people aren't necessarily thinking about it super proactively it's just like this thing we have to deal with mm-hmm. so whether you're using Outlook or Gmail or any other service, you can set up a rule or filters to minimize the volume of email coming in. Most of the time it's a volume issue. So start with filters, start with rules to put all of the things that don't need your immediate attention somewhere else. And you can, again, schedule time in your day to manage those, but that way, at least what you're reacting to will be the things that are most important. So that's just kind of a quick...
0: Yeah. tip that you can yeah.
1: Yeah, to help prioritize your inbox and again just manage the volume yeah. that's coming in.
0: Yeah, that's that's really great to to know. I think that's something that pulls us down sometimes is our story. Chelsea, I always ask a question about bullying on my podcast because I've worked in this field for a long time. Do you have a question about bullying where mindfulness maybe would have made a difference to you? And of course, this can be related to productivity or not.
1: so i i think about what i think about bullying is i was a catholic school kid who transferred into a public school and immediately got the identity of like the goody two shoes i was always smart i've always loved time management i loved the little planners you got when you're in middle school but the scratchy Mm -hmm. surface oh the best and that just because i think the combination of new kid and i was a bit unaware of a lot of the things that public school kids were aware of because it was a really small Catholic school, it just made me a target immediately right out of the bat. And I think looking back now, I my choice was to lean into that identity versus not fighting against it, but I just made it. I leaned into that identity to just make it easier to kind of soften the blow of what the kids were saying. Versus saying like, no, I'm actually much more complex than that. And I'm not going to let myself be put into any kind of box. So I don't know if that really answers the question, but that's when I look back now, I would tell my younger self, like you don't have to be the goody two-shoes kid just because that's what everybody thinks you're going to be. That's what, that's what's easy to be so that you're not bullied in a way that's hurtful. Mm -hmm. You're like, Oh, you're just saying things that I know to be true. So whatever. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, a lot of us have, have struggled with productivity and and we've struggled with our own self image and it's all kind of related, but, um, on your, on your podcast overwhelmed to under control, uh, you really cover a lot of techniques that can help people with productivity. And I know you get feedback from people on your podcast. What are some of the things that you get the most feedback about?
1: Feedback in terms of strategies that yes. work well. Yeah, yeah. So I think one of the things that people who are newer to productivity potentially or are just trying to start being really intentional with their time, it's something called a Pomodoro technique. I call it sprints. Um, some people, you know, there's all kinds of ways that we can call, it, but it's essentially setting up your day or a chunk of time where you're being working on a very specific project for a very specific amount of time with a break at the end. So mm-hmm. it can be 25 minutes of work, five minutes of break. Um, I often do a 50 minute sprint with a 10 minute break. You can kind of play with what feels good for you. And mm-hmm. I would not go over two hours though, because that's when we start losing focus. So really try to keep it to an hour or less. But that's really a great place to start. And then you can say, okay, I'm going to work on this for this long, and then I'm gonna have this break, and then decide what your break is going to be. Don't just say break, like decide exactly what you want to do during that break. Are you gonna get up from your desk? Or are you gonna watch a fun YouTube video? Be intentional about that time too, because otherwise we just end up scrolling on our phones. So that was a great place to start, and people will see pretty big changes in how fast they're getting things done when they start structuring their day like that
0: yeah and i really love that pomodoro thing and if you Mm -hmm. google it you can come up with all kinds of uh, you know, there are different kinds of apps for your phone or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. They make it fun. You know, they really mm-hmm. do. And you can set it up, like you said, you can set it up to suit you. And I have a feeling that when you do take your break, every once in a while, that break may involve Leia, your dog. Is that yes. right? <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> because, you know, how mindful are pets? Don't you think that dogs are just uh-huh. so mindful and add so much to our lives?
1: Absolutely, she's the best. She's such a good reminder to get outside every day yeah. and to take a break and rest. And, yeah. get some and what has she taught
0: in. you about mindfulness?
1: Like, I think, I think just being the the forcing me to be outside, yeah. right? And just kind of like, I can't do anything else, I'm just gonna be walking her, enjoying being outside in, in nature. Uh, that's really been. One of the best benefits of having her.
0: Yeah. Well, I can tell you, you know, working on the podcast, there have been days where I've just worked away, worked away, editing, editing, and, you know, doing notes and all kinds of things. And all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I didn't even step outside all day. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. and That's just not a good thing. Yeah. You know? Because we do need to move. We do need to experience nature and be outside and all that is related to mindfulness and it really feeds us as humans, doesn't mm-hmm. it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's a good opportunity to, I mean, you can even, you need to be productive during that time. Like I always think like rest is productive. So if you feel like you're constantly needing mindful or multitask, try going without your phone. Sounds terrifying, but try it. (laughs) Or, you know, listen to music rather than an educational podcast. Like you can use it productively if you need to, but I don't know. I've taken a lot of the pressure off myself, to to do that and sometimes i just i walk quietly i listen to fun music i take all the expectation other than rest and enjoy being outside
0: yeah yeah for sure as we move forward in the interview i want to ask you five quick answer questions so uh the first one is this who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice
1: oh that's a great question um i think the original my first life coach that I ever hired. Um, She was always really good about reminding me to slow down, to be intentional and um, to take those, take those minutes to pause before reacting to something. Mm
0: -hmm. Very good. My second question is about uh, how mindfulness has affected how you deal with your emotions.
1: It's it's so, I mean, they're also very closely tied. This is something I'm working on so much, but just, the awareness of them, the awareness that it's just an emotion. It's normal. It's okay. There's no judgment behind it. I will, I I can, I can make this into something better than what it is right now.
0: Sure. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness.
1: I will notice immediately if I am not taking a deep breath, like all of a sudden I just do this like gasp of like air. I'm like, okay. Like, so that is something that I've been much more um, purposeful about in my day. And it's something that I do before I jump into my day, before I do my brain dump list. If I start feeling that overwhelmed feeling during the day, I always start with a few deep breaths because it's just that perfect moment to just reset. What am I doing? Um, am I being intentional?
0: If you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be?
1: I'm not super well-versed in the books, but I'm actually currently reading a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck.
0: Oh, that's a great Um, book.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reading that right now, actually, all about growth mindset. And I love it so far.
0: Yeah. Carol Dweck, she's amazing. And that's a wonderful mm-hmm. book. So yeah, thanks for sharing that. We'll put that in our show notes as well at mindfulnessmode.com. And uh, my last question is about apps. Are there any apps that you would recommend that can help with mindfulness or maybe productivity as well?
1: Yeah. So I was using the was it Breathe app or Focus. Mm-hmm. I was using one of those but as I'm not a big app person, um, mm-hmm. which is so funny because I'm such an analog, like paper pen person. Right. Yeah. Um. So my favorite app for, I, I just like to streamline as many things as possible. So, um, my favorite productivity app is actually To To Doist, which I don't actually use for my To Do list, but it's just a great way for my husband and I to communicate. Oh, our right, To list, Right. I forgot yes,
0: about that. Yeah. But there's
1: there's a lot of great ones that do something similar. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not an appy person, so unfortunately, I don't have a good app recommendation. Right. Okay,
0: so. that's no problem. Well, thanks for that anyway, and we'll, like I said, put it in our show notes. So as we wrap up the interview, I want to ask you if you have any final words of advice for our Mindful Tribe listeners.
1: Yeah. So I would just say that when it comes to productivity, productivity is personal. So don't try to just copy paste what you. What comes up when you search for the best ways to be productive? Really think about are you the really think about the preferences and the strengths that you already have and build your day around that versus just trying to wake up at 5 a.m. every day because the rich and famous people wake up at five o'clock in the morning every
0: day. Right. Good advice. Chelsea, it's been such a delight to talk to you. You're just a breath of fresh air and and sunshine because you have such a great smile. So thanks so much for doing what you do, helping people with productivity and for being on mindfulness mode. I really appreciate it.
1: I really appreciate it, too. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. Bye now. Hey Mindful Tribe, thanks for listening to the show today and thanks for liking and reviewing the Mindfulness Mode Podcast on whatever app you use to hear the show. That really helps our our program. Would you like to feel more vibrant and have more energy and more clarity? Well, Dr. Mark Hyman, is known as the father of functional medicine and he's put together a step-by-step program that will help you overcome the psychological and neurological symptoms that might have been dulling your mind and draining your life of energy and joy. This can help with you know, that low feeling you might have. It can help with anxiety, ADHD, Alzheimer's, autism, also more subtle symptoms like brain fog or memory loss. The program is called the Ultra Mind Process. Fix your broken brain by healing your body first. For you, Mindful Tribe, Mark is offering a special discount of 60% off. You can get this special offer at mindfulnessmode.com slash Mark And that's H-Y-M-A-N. Note, this is an affiliate link. I appreciate it if you use this training and you enjoy it and benefit from it. And with that, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.